welcome to a Word for This Day podcast. I'm Jory Schaefer, the show's host and creator, and it is my joy and my pleasure to welcome you today. Welcome back to all you regular listeners. I'm so thankful that you are here and welcome to anyone who's found us for the first time. It's no accident that you are here, friend, so please don't run off quite yet. Please stick around for a bit and see what the Lord has for us today. I love being on this journey with you. I love sharing with you. Uh, what the Lord is showing me as I spend time in his word and about how I think about things because of what he um, connects in my mind. It's all about him. It's all about his Holy Spirit uh, showing us his word. And I'm, I just want to share that journey with you. And I'm thankful that you are listening. Please know that I continue to pray for you on a daily basis, even though I don't know who all of you are. You know, we have new people listening almost every day from new countries almost every day. Yesterday, there were three new countries, uh, Chechia, Lithuania, and Argentina, and that was the first time for each of those three countries. And um, just this morning, I'm looking, and there's someone from Norway, someone from India, someone from Romania that have downloaded just uh, just in the last few hours. And so I just thank the Lord for that. I thank him for uh, in whatever way he puts this podcast, wherever he puts it. And I just pray that his word will um, not return void. Scripture says it won't. And so I pray that he will continue to uh, send it out and it will accomplish the purpose for which he sends it. Um, please uh, know, as I mentioned, that I pray for you. I continue to pray that the Lord would give you that desire to be intentional and deliberate in uh, scheduling time with him. It is so important, friends, so important for us to not take this lightly. And so I just thank you for allowing me to uh, be part of that time with you. But it's not about listening uh, to me. It's about us focusing on him. Please consider having a memory verse you're working on, other Bible study that you're doing, uh, spend time in praise and prayer and worship, all those things you can do throughout the day to help keep your mind stayed on Him. Uh, please know that I love to hear from you, so if you feel so lit, send me a message sometime. You can find my email down in the show notes, and uh, it's a word for this day at gmail.com. Well, our verse for the day for February the 25th, 2024, comes from First Peter chapter 2, verse 25, and it reads as follows from the English Standard Version. For you were straying like sheep, but have now returned to the shepherd and overseer of your souls. Oh, I love this. I love this image. And I love that Peter was drawing more than likely for what he knew of the Old Testament. Um, and we'll see how that um, how that fits together here in just a few minutes. But we've been in this letter of First Peter several times already. And so I want to uh, just remind you and give you a little bit of background right now so that we could get our bearings straight. Remember, Peter's letter is in that section of the general letters. The New Testament starts with the uh, four Gospels, then it moves to New Testament history, which is the book of Acts, then to Paul's letters, which are letters written by Paul, and then the general letters written by men who were not Paul, and then that New Testament prophecy, which is the book of Revelation. Uh, we know that the Apostle Peter wrote this because at the beginning of the letter, 
in First Peter 1, 1, it says, Peter, an apostle of Jesus Christ, to those who were elect exiles of the dispersion in Pontius, Galatia, Cappadocia, Asia, and Bithynia, according to the foreknowledge of God the Father in the sanctification of the Spirit, for obedience to Jesus Christ and for sprinkling with his blood. May grace and peace be multiplied to you. So Peter tells us, he wrote it, he reminds us that he's an apostle and he was um, appointed as a messenger directly by the Lord Jesus. He and his brother Andrew were called by the Lord Jesus. Uh, They were fishermen and Jesus told them, uh, follow me and I will make you fishers of men. Peter was considered to be kind of the spokesperson, spokesperson for the apostles and the chief apostle and you will often see that his name is listed first in the list of the apostles. Um, and we see a lot about Peter in the Gospels. We see a lot of the Lord's interaction with Peter and how the Lord would sometimes gently and sometimes uh, rather forcefully correct Peter. Um, but it's just such a blessing to see the life of Peter and see that Even though he was right there with Jesus and he could walk with Jesus and see Jesus and touch Jesus and talk to Jesus, he still made mistakes. But the Lord forgave him. The Lord still used him mightily. The the Lord worked in his life to change him and mold him and make him. And then we see that Peter went from someone who often spoke, it seemed, uh, before he thought, to someone that the Lord used as a spokesperson uh, to spread the gospel after Jesus had been resurrected and ascended back to heaven. And so I'm thankful for the example that we have in Peter's life. You know, Peter had denied the Lord Jesus just right after he told him that he would die with him. And um, the Lord had already, though, told Peter, that Satan had asked to sift him like wheat, but when but that Jesus had prayed for him, and when he had returned to strengthen his brothers, so Jesus had prepared Peter. Peter thought there was no way that he would deny the Lord, and then he did. Uh, but I I suspect that had to be a comfort to Peter to think, you know, the Lord Jesus told me he prayed for him for me. He died to forgive my sins. He has forgiven me, and um, so now I'm going to live my life for him all the more. And that's a lesson for all of us because all of us are sinners. All of us have fallen short. All of us have thought we would do the right thing and then uh, strayed or missed the mark. And so I'm thankful for God's grace and his mercy and his love and his forgiveness and his redemption. Now, because he's a forgiving God, because he has done this for us, because he gives us grace, does that give us more of a license to sin? Oh, no. The apostle says, by no means. Um, How can we who have died to sin, still live in it. And that means, you know, if we have been crucified with Christ, if we've accepted him as our Savior, how can we intentionally want to do that when we see what he has done for us? Uh, But it does give us encouragement that uh, because... we are sinners. We know we will miss the mark. Um, if we come to him and confess that with a true heart and truly repent and and not just be sorry that we got caught, but are truly sorry for our sin, 
He's faithful and just. We read that in 1 John 1, 9. If we confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive us our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. And so I'm so thankful for that. And I'm thankful that we see that in Peter's life. You will recall, because if you've listened the last few days, and if you've not, uh, please consider going back and looking for the other episodes on 1 Peter um, that we've been in this letter several times. And this was a letter that the Apostle Peter wrote to the believers who were dispersed. We saw that in that very first verse. Um, And it's because there was great persecution going on among the believers or uh, against the believers, I should say, uh, persecution of the believers during that first century. And uh, many were dispersed all around, and Peter was writing to them to encourage them, to encourage them to keep their eyes and their hearts and their minds focused on Jesus, that this that they're going through was light and momentary, that we do have that promise of eternal life, that uh, what Jesus has done for us has made a way for us, and uh, just to encourage them to to stay the course. And we've spent uh, several episodes on that. And then uh, just going back, we were just here just about, what, two or three days ago, and so I'm not going to go through all of those things again But I will start back uh, just a few verses before this. Remember that Peter was reminding those uh, believers, it matters how you act. It matters how you act when you're suffering. It matters how you act when you're being persecuted. Uh, Don't lash back out. Jesus is our example. And we talked about that just a what, three days ago when we talked about how Jesus committed no sin and there was no deceit found in his mouth, even though he was treated so unjustly. I mean, we're all sinners. We all deserve some type of punishment um, because the wages of sin is death. Uh, Thankfully, Jesus took that, Uh, but Jesus did not sin at all. He did not deserve one bit of what he received, and uh, yet he went to that cross willingly. He went to that cross knowing. He came to this earth knowing what would happen to him. And so Peter was just asking them to remember this, to remember what they've done. So in the midst of their difficulties, if they were suffering unjustly, to think about what Jesus had done for them and to be an example. Because we know our example to others may shine that light about the goodness and the graciousness of God. And so I want to back up here. It says in verse, let's see, verse 19 of First Peter chapter 2, it says, For this is a gracious thing when mindful of God one endures sorrows while suffering unjustly. For what credit is it if when you sin and are beaten for it you endure, but if when you do good and suffer for it you endure? This is a gracious thing in the sight of God. For to this you have been called, because Christ also suffered for you, leaving you an example, so that you might follow in his steps. This is part of walking out the Christian life. And we've talked about this before. Does it mean that every one of us is going to Um, experience physical suffering just like Jesus. Some may, but not everyone will uh, experience that physical suffering necessarily. 
but all of us will suffer. And remember, we, we talked about this just a few days ago. We looked up what that Greek word for suffer is, and the Greek word is pasco. It's where you get the, the Greek word for passion, and it's an intense emotion, feeling intensely. So whether that's pain or whether that's um, heart, feelings of the heart, um, you know, there there's several levels of feeling uh, intensely. And so we are all going to 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 experience that in some way or the other. And as we love more, we will experience more of that emotion. Um, as we serve more, we will love more. As we follow in Christ's footsteps, we will love and serve more. And um, it's just something that all believers will do. And our hearts will get hurt. Um, you sometimes feel like you pour out and you pour out and you pour out and then someone just uh, turns away and that breaks our heart. But imagine how how much more that breaks the heart of God. And so um, we Peter's just reminded them Christ is our example. And the wonderful thing, though, about our God, about God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit, is He doesn't leave us uh, with no help. He sends His Holy Spirit for those of us who are believers to walk with us, to help us each step of the way. When we know we absolutely cannot take another step, it's His strength that, that allows us to do that. I don't know how people navigate this world without Christ. I don't know how they do it. And it would be absolutely hopeless without him. Oh, but we have hope because he is our hope. He is our peace. He's our everything. But he says in verse 22, and this was our verse for the day just a few days ago, he, and that was talking about Jesus, committed no sin, neither was deceit found in his mouth. When he was reviled, he did not revile in return. When he suffered, he did not threaten, but continued entrusting himself to him who judges justly. And we can do the same. You know, when we're reviled, we don't have to lash back out. Uh, we don't have to threaten back out because God sees, God knows. He uh, tells us that vengeance is his and he will repay. And gracious, he's got all, everything that's needed to repay. And so we leave that up to him. He sees, he knows, just like we talked about yesterday um, in Exodus. And then in 24, right before our verse for the day, he himself, so Jesus, bore our sins in his body on the tree that we might die to sin and live to righteousness. He took that penalty for us so that we can die to sin and live to righteousness, live in the way that he does. By his wounds, you have been healed for you were straying like sheep, but now have returned to the shepherd and overseers of your souls. He reminded, Peter reminded us that, um, all of us have sinned, but we've returned to the shepherd. And do you, I suspect that he was referring back to a passage in Isaiah. I want you to hear this. Hear what we just read. By his wounds you have been healed, for you were straying like sheep, but have now returned to the shepherd and overseer of your souls. Um, if you pop over to Isaiah chapter 53, and I just love this. This is one of the most wonderful passages talking about what Christ would do for us. Written some 700-ish years before Jesus 
died on that cross. But listen to this. In Isaiah 53, 3, it says, Surely he has borne our griefs and carried our sorrows, yet we esteemed him stricken, smitten by God and afflicted, but he was pierced for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. Upon him was the chastisement that brought us peace. And with his wounds, we are healed. Do you hear that? Do you hear that Peter echoed that? And then this next verse, you'll notice, All we like sheep have gone astray. We have turned every one to his own way. And the Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all. He was oppressed and he was afflicted, yet he opened not his mouth. Like a lamb that is led to the slaughter and like a sheep that before its shearers is silent, so he opened not his mouth. By oppression and judgment he was taken away. And as for his generation, who considered that he was cut off out of the land of the living, stricken for the transgressions of my people? And they made his grave with the wicked and with the rich man in his death, although he had done no violence and there was no deceit in his mouth. Do you hear where Peter would have pulled these uh, these same things? Go back and read both of those sections side by side. And I think, oh, that just brings me such joy to see how God's word confirms and that Peter would have known that word and he was encouraging his fellow Jews. He said, he himself bore our sins. It was by his wounds that we were healed. And we were all, all like sheep had gone astray. Like our verse says, for you were straying like sheep, but now have returned to the shepherd and overseer of your souls. It takes all of us realizing that we're sinners, realizing that we have um, missed the mark, that we've transgressed and we've sinned against a holy God, and then turning back to him and asking for that forgiveness. And it's in that true repentance, that turning away from our life of sin and turning 180 degrees toward him, rejecting that life of sin, but accepting that gift of eternal life and that gift of grace that he offers. That's how we return to that shepherd and overseer of our souls. And think about the what it what it means. We have a shepherd. We have one who looks after us, who provides our every need, who when we don't know which way to go and we think we're going the right way, will will graciously call us back in, will corral us back in, will love us back in. And when we're hurt or wounded, he'll pick us up and carry us. He binds our wounds. He takes care of what we need. He um provides food and water and shelter. And remember when we, um, last year we were talking about in John chapter 10, so last October, and if you wanted to go back and listen to some of those again, you can look for the verses in John in October that we did in the podcast, or just go read that John chapter 10. (laughs) Um, He reminded us that he was the great shepherd, or the good shepherd in John 10, 14. Jesus said, I am the good shepherd. I know my own, and my own know me, just as the Father knows me, and I know the Father, and I lay down my life for the the sheep. And I just love that. He does that for us. He protects us. He lays down his life for us. He provides what we need. And um, think about him as in that way. You know, when we look in Psalm 23, and many of us know this as one of the first Psalms that we learned, um, 
King David had said, The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever. We can say that same thing that David said because we have believed in the Lord Jesus. He is the shepherd and overseer of our souls. And with that belief and with that accepting him as our Savior, we have eternal life. And so we will dwell in the house of the Lord forever and ever with him where there's no sorrow, no crying, no pain, nothing bad, no sin can enter there. And I'm just so thankful. So thank him for making a way. Thank him that he is the shepherd and overseer of your souls and that he uh, loves us so that he made a way for us and that he does continue to take care of us day after day. Blessings to you, friends. Until next time.